1-800-285-4321. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, let's get over to the news. We're going to do straight news today. No funny videos because it takes up a lot of time. Okay, David Dobrink. I don't know who that is, but apparently he's like a social media personality, has come up with a business and raised $200 million and has hit 10 million subscribers already, which is pretty amazing to me, you know, right out of thin air almost. And he's got an app called Dispro, and he was watching, a, he was, the idea came after seeing friends use disposable cameras at parties without worrying about how the pictures came out because you can't tell right it's just a disposable camera you don't get to find out about how it came out until after the party's over <coughs> excuse me <coughs> so they so he came up with this idea and it's designed to mimic that unpolished no editing involved experience it's like more like you're really there there are no filter options, just flash on or off. And this is the funniest part. Yeah, users have to wait until the next morning for photos to develop. So you can't see what you took. You know, it's like, okay, that's a lot like the way I use my phone app with the camera in it. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and I don't look at it for a few days. So it's almost the same, but you don't have to subscribe for his app to do this. And there's some invite-only thing, and uh, apparently it shows how you can you can make stuff from thin air that will go away equally fast. And um, Clubhouse has grown to 10 million users with a $1 billion valuation. And if you bought it early, I would sell. Um, but you never know, right? So, I'll just skip that. I just thought it was funny. Quad reports fourth quarter and full year 2020 results. And according to this, it looks like things are about the same, almost all the percentages. They did more agency business than they'd done. Um, but otherwise, pretty much all these percentages are about exactly the same. I didn't realize that they only did like 15% of their business in cataloging. And that was down 1% from 2019. But overall, here's the part that is not obvious, because these circles look to me to be about the, exactly the same size. Uh, in 2019, they did $3.8 billion, and in 2020, they did $2.9 billion. So that's almost a 25%, or it is a probably, 25% drop, almost exactly. So... Um, you know, they still made money. They shut four plants. I would say that might hint that printing is in, in you know, in trouble. Um, we've got this other report from Marketing Charts. And um, I've shared some other economic charts. This is one ab about, I'm not sure if this was ad mail or just mail in general or whatever, but you have to print something to mail it. Uh showing from 2006 all the way down to 2020 and they showed a really big drop this was a little this was done in like November so it wasn't uh, full through the year but it turns out that there was about a 20% drop in ad mail direct mail volume anyway and you say well this is kind of a downer yes that's true it is a little bit and I yeah <laughs> thanks Jackson 
And uh, hi, Michelle. Good to see you. Um, the, you know, where these numbers come from is anybody's guess. But, uh, you know, I've read some humorous, uh, humorous articles this week about how direct mail is taking off. I would say there are some bright spots. And we'll get over to one just in a minute. But in general, I would say not. And I think there's two problems with that. One problem is that as, as much as digital media people want to do mail, they really don't understand what they got on their plate. They don't understand the benefits of mail in the context of, of digital. That direct mail should be a foundation. So yesterday I did a webinar about an hour, a little less. It's in my posts on LinkedIn if you want to go there. It's, it's other places less edited, but you can skip almost exactly 30 minutes. You skip the first 30 minutes. And it was a webinar called Tactical Marketing System. And I, what I tried to do was show you how mail needs to be sold in the context of the strategic aspects of direct marketing. You know, and it was, I think it's, it's kind of a big topic. It's a little hard to understand. But it's a good place to start, and it's not very long, and I would highly recommend that you go over there. So that's that. Um, and I will have the edited version up on WDMA in the members only. That's where I put the webinars usually. Um, and to do that, you just have to subscribe. It's free. It's you know, Or you can join us and support the stuff. But, you know, there are some issues because, you know, from, from the very beginning of my career in 1981 as a direct marketing consultant, there were those who did direct mail, and there were those who did direct marketing, and they weren't necessarily the same people. And if the direct ma mailers were old school, they did it right. They tested. They endlessly tested. But these days, pretty much most of my direct mail friends agree almost nobody's testing at the level that we used to in the 80s. They think they know. And they think they have Google Analytics to tell them the answers. And that's why mail is continuing to drop. Okay, but here's a bright spot. Lob raises $50 million for its direct mail platform. I'm not familiar with Lob. Um, it says it's a startup, but it also said that it was like in business for 20 years. So I'm not sure. Um, and they just raised $50 million. It allows people to send mail programmatically. And, of course, there's quite a few options in there. Um, but, you know, so I didn't dig into this a lot. But they have 250 employees. They have 8,500-plus customers, including Twitter, Expedia, and Booking.com. You know, I love that there's some dot-coms in there. Twitter, travel, and travel. Hospitality. So um, it says that they mail to about half the households in America, which is probably about right. Um, AdWords are super expensive, and with mail you can or with email you can easily subscribe no one's been paying attention to direct mail and the prices don't scale with supply and demand in other words just they do to some extent because the printers will get busier but um, in general they don't just go up on a whim like Google's click scan or all of a sudden a competitor wants your words and the two of you are auctioning against each other bidding against each other so it's not the dynamic of Google and social media. Lob says it can reduce the execution time on direct mail on a direct mail campaign by 95%, from 90 days to less than a day. And I'm sure that there's some context to that. 
I'm sure you have to follow their templates or something else, um, probably using compiled lists. I mean, but it would be a way to start, right? Or EDDM, something like that. So um, the company is planning to triple the amount of physical mail delivered through the platform this year, which means the, this round will allow them to continue expanding the print delivery network as well as increasing headcount to more than 260 employees. Okay, 260, that's quite a few, you know, that's getting to be a decent-sized printer. <clears throat> Not quad, but, you know. Lob is leading the digital transformation of direct mail, uh, a business process followed by every other business on earth. <laughs> and, uh, you know, virtually, direct mail has been virtually untouched by software. Now, that isn't true, because, you know, I remember even back in the 90s when we were the first to hook a typesetter up to a, to a PC and be able to do, you know, what you see is what you get on typesetting. Actually, at that point, we were just inputting text, but it was better than sending over copy, pages of copy that had to be retyped by people. Lob Platform delivers exceptional value to some of the world's largest senders of direct mail by lowering costs and improving deliverability, tracking, and reporting, and ROI. <clears throat> Even though most, the most sophisticated senders of direct mail even for the most sophisticated centers of direct mail, Lob's API-driven process or product is superior to legacy approaches. That may be true. What do I like about this article? I like that somebody's investing in print, direct mail especially. What don't I like? As usual, no real case studies, right? Nothing. So we're going to try and, I mean, I literally my entire career, I've been trying to build, to find case studies. You know, you find database marketing case studies not many you find machine learning case studies you find me one you know find me one where you can where, where where someone can tell you that the machine learning did better than rfm or did better than whatever the client was doing i mean we have them my book has a bunch of them but for the most part no nobody does it's because they don't set up the testing right they don't really have a case study what they can say is we used to do this and now we do this it's like saying gee last week you know, I had a hundred, I, I shot a hundred on a course in Florida. This week, I played a course in Wisconsin, and I shot a 50. Well, that's way better in golf. The lower number is better. You say, why? Well, it was a mini golf in Wisconsin. It, it, it you know, it just makes no sense. And that's where, I, that's the kind of level that marketing is on. So, uh, there's a couple of case studies down in tactile marketing. I think it's worth your time. I hope you go there, and I hope you subscribe to WDMA. Like I said, it's a chill day for Friday. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.